Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast. Oh, man, it's Friday. The weekend is here. Friday, what is it, the 20th? 21st? I don't know. Who cares? I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Ryan Wilson is telling me it's the 22nd? 21st? The 20th! How exciting! Who cares about dates? You don't need dates, time, information. We have Gardner Minshew soaking in our lives as the Jaguars topple the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night, 20-7, to in what could only be described as a terrible football game. Um, joining me to break it down as they do every Thursday, every month, every, every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, the NFL super friends, John Breach, Sean Wagner, and Ryan Wilson. What's up, fellas? I'll be honest. I'm surprised we're all here. This is that one game every season where I think Wilson's going to fall asleep, not show up. Sean's going to quit his job because he's so frustrated that both quarterbacks are worse than Jay Cutler. And, oh. you know, I'm watching like some Mexican soap opera instead of this game. So. <laughs> I'm glad we all made it. By the way, uh, Gordon Minshew's uh, family is out on the field with him as he's interviewed by NFL Network. His dad is a, a very sizable slab of. He beef. is. He's Mark Burnell on steroids. That's who his dad is. His, his dad, you know, like those uh, visors you can buy with like the fake gray hair popping out of them. That's what his dad looks like, except that with a lot of creatine. Uh, anyway, Gardner Minshew, by the way, is the spirit animal of this podcast. Yeah. Even Sean's not a big workout guy. The rest of us are. We're in for Gardner Minshew and his dad. What do you think, Sean? You, you, you are, you were talking about going, going to Halloween as Gardner Minshew. So I think I'm fine with saying you are the number one Gardner Minshew uh, fan on this podcast. I will say though, I have a lot of friends who went to Wazoo. A lot of Wazoo friends very excited right now because they're, they're really big into college football. They don't usually see much NFL success. So they, now that they got Luke Falk, they got Gardner Minshew. This is the year of the Wazoo quarterback. Well, one of the questions I was going to ask you later was about Mike Leach in the NFL, but let's dive into this game first, guys. Um, man, I, I guess, I guess you start with Gardner Minshew. I don't, you know what? I don't, I don't know whether you start with Gardner Minshew or whether you start with the fact that the Titans are just that terrible. How did that team beat the Brown by thir- Browns by 30 points in week one? Well, I think it's worth noting that after they beat the Browns by that much, we were noting on the podcast that this game really, that game really wasn't the blowout. It looked yeah. like there's 15 Mayfield, going in the fourth quarter. Yeah. And Baker threw, was it three interceptions in the fourth quarter? All of which led to 20, they all led to 21 points. So I think and it was 15, 13, like you said. So that offense really wasn't that great in that game. Um, and what we saw, uh, Thursday night was Mariota was bad, but the offensive line. It's just a complete liability, and there are a lot of people talking about should the Titans put Ryan Tannehill back there. I don't think Tannehill would have fared that much better than Mariota did. Uh, he got sacked nine times. Uh, they could not block uh, Clyce Campbell, um, who had three sacks and drew at least one holding penalty. So I think, to me, that is going to be the reason why the Titans 
are going to, if they do fall short in the AFC South, which it looks like they, they, they will, but then again, it's a division that's wide open. Uh, I think the offensive line is their biggest problem. Worth, I mean, no, worth noting, Taylor Lewan is suspended. Also worth noting, uh, Calais Campbell plays for the Jaguars. Uh, Calais Campbell plays for the Jaguars. Uh, what yeah. do you say, Ryan? No, that's right. Calais Jaguars. I, I'm down with that. I made a list, uh, at the end of the game and listing, uh, the quarterbacks in terms of how well they played and how good they are from this game. Number one, Gardner Minshew, obviously. Number two, Ryan Tannehill. Number three, Nick Foles. Number four, Josh Dobbs. And number five, Marcus Mariota. I, I mean, look, Sean's right. This isn't all on Marcus Mariota, but it doesn't help when you stand back there and pat the ball 12 times and then try to make something out of nothing, throw the ball downfield and have Jalen Ramsey or A.J. Bouye break it up. Uh, I don't know where the Titans go from here. I, I thought Mike Vrabel was going to rip off his mustache and kill somebody for all the penalties. <laughs> but I think Marcus Mariota is done in Tennessee. I mean, $20.9 million this year. He's playing worse than Jameis Winston. It's not even close. They have to figure this out. And I think it's going to come in the form of either maybe they roll with Ryan Tannehill. I don't know if he signed a one- or two-year deal. Maybe they re-up him for $10 million or $15 million or whatever and roll with him and draft someone. Or maybe they draft someone and just throw him out there and say, hey, let's see what happens. And it's crazy because this is his fifth year as an NFL quarterback, and he still has absolutely no pocket awareness. He has no internal clock. I think his internal clock is a sundial. Every time he drops back to pass, like I get anxiety watching him because you know – Either somebody was going to blow through, Jacksonville was going to blow through the offensive line and sack Mariota, or Mario was going to sit back there and pat the ball 12 times like Ryan was mentioning, and he was going to get sacked anyway. So, like, they're literally on pace. I think Mario's been sacked 17 times this season now. That is more than Deshaun Watson's been sacked, which not even shouldn't be possible because we all thought the Texans had the worst offensive line, and somehow the Titans have been worse. And as, as Brinson said, they do get Taylor Lewan back. But, I mean, this is just an ugly offense. Everything about it was ugly. You could put it on the offensive line. You could put it on Mariota. I'm going to put some on Arthur Smith. I heard some of that was pretty trashy play calling. There was, I think, a second and 20 some. in the first quarter where some. they ran 90% of it, so more than some. Uh, a second and 20 in the first quarter where they ran like a draw up the middle. So now you're third and 18. You have to throw. They know what's coming. There was like a second and 19 in the second quarter where they did the exact same thing. And it was just, so the offense coordinator looked lost, Mariota looked lost, the offensive line looked lost, and, and now, you know, like, maybe Gardner Minshew talks Jalen Ramsey into staying because the Jacks could actually win the AFC South. Um, really quickly on Arthur Smith, and I don't want to, I certainly would not want to uh, uh, knock a, you know, a southern gentleman born into uh, the lap of luxury for landing in a nice position because of nepotism or even, you know, assume that, that that's the case. Uh, worth noting that, um, his, uh, I believe his grandfather founded FedEx. So that's not a terrible spot to be in. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hypothetically. Uh, his job, his job is Heath, Heath Cummings pointed this out on Twitter. Started in 2006 at North Carolina, where he went to school, Chapel Hill, as a graduate assistant. Uh, became a defensive quality assistant with the Redskins from 2007 to 2008. Was an Old Miss defensive intern and administrative assistant in 2010. And has been with the Titans since 2011. Uh, defensive quality control coach, offensive quality control coach for one year. Offensive line and tight ends assistant in 2013. Assistant tight end coach 2014-2015. Tight ends coach 2016 to 2018. And then magically became the offensive coordinator. And as Troy Aikman said on this broadcast, it was a no-brainer for uh, Mike Vrabel. Was it a no-brainer? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So Heath also tweeted right before that. 
I'd like an investigative documentary on how Arthur Smith kept his job with the Titans through four head coaches. So through all the coaches. <laughs> well, that was sort of my point. Like people are getting fired left and right, and Arthur Smith is just like it's like I can't. Tell he you. is the walking embodiment of failing upwards. Mm. Right. Uh-huh. I, I thought that was Lane Kiffin. He, but he's actually having some success now. He's what? gotta have. He's gotta have like something on the Titans owner or like someone really high up there that is or preventing him from he's getting funding, fired. He's funding the Titans well, do, owner. Do you know what the uh, what is the every week they give out a uh, an award for uh, somebody that throws? UPS? No, is it UPS ground and air player? Is it UPS? Is it FedEx? It might be is FedEx. It, is it the USPS ground and air player? <laughs> no, it's not. It is the FedEx ground and air. Yes, Sean, of course it's the FedEx ground and air player. I didn't, I didn't get that. Wait, Sean was serious? The Sean, joke flew. Sean's like, Sean's, like, Sean's like, guys, we've cracked the case. <laughs> I know it. I know this answer. I, I thought you were just being an idiot. I was like, it's clearly FedEx. What are you yes, talking about? <laughs> one of the three or four biggest NFL. See, here's the problem. Here's the problem is that I assumed you were being stupid. Stupid, which is normally a safe assumption, but in fact, you were not being stupid. No, here's so, the problem. I live in Nashville. The problem is I live in Nashville. You guys are trash talking the son of a billionaire. My house is going to be toilet paper and egg tomorrow morning. Toilet paper and egg? Your house? Yeah. Gonna... What's your What's your address breach? If your you house is going to disappear. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Smith. If you need to go over to one two three Fake Street and take care of breach. He's the only guy. John who... Smith answers. John Smith. Uh, breach is, is knocks at like two a.m. Breach is like hello. It's like. Mr. Smith sends his regards. <laughs> uh, Wait, before we move on past that, hold on, hold on, hold on, but really quickly on Arthur Smith, I just want to point out that at one on one of the sacks, they showed the behind the quarterback view down the field, and it's like a it was like third and seven. I'd have to go back and look, but they just basically ran a max protect. Two wide receivers run up and then cross in on deep inner crossing routes. And Mariota, had, I mean, he had nowhere to throw, so of course he looks like a moron. I, and I, I mean, I know he doesn't look good out there, but he's had four play callers in the last in five years. I am, I would be curious to think what you guys, if he were to land where in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's. He ain't going there though. They have Kyler Murray. So no, what's no, a realistic no, no. place? Sean, Sean raises his hand. Where, where could, I'm well, just saying like, if you could put him in a spread system and run it at the NFL level, couldn't he be good? I think Cincinnati. so. <laughs> so I think so. I, so I wasn't, I was raising my hand not because I was going to suggest like where he'd have the most success, but where, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but if he were to leave Tennessee. If you say the Bears, I'm going to hang up on you and we're going to move on. <laughs> Chicago. No, but let me let, no, let me let me actually explain this real quick. And I'm not saying it would solve the Bears' quarterback problems or solve Mariota's career, but Ryan Pace wanted Marcus Mariota. Oh wow, I butchered that one like Jaguars. Marcus Mariota in the draft that he was calling the Titans and trying to trade up, and the Titans said no in part because part of the package was Jay Cutler. So Ryan Pace has already liked him. In uh, real quick, I just think that's a con- complete like damnation of. Ryan Pace, because let's look at the quarterbacks he's liked since moving on from Jay Cutler. It's Thank Mike you. Lennon, it's Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Sean Watson, and it's Marcus Mariota. I'm just saying I think that could be a landing spot if Trubisky struggles for the rest of the year. They might just bring in Mariota and say, you two terrible quarterbacks can battle it out, and you know the least bad one will win. And, and wait, let me throw in one more thing on Arthur Smith that I just thought of that was actually my least favorite play call besides the couple I brought up. So... Down, fourth quarter, three and a half minutes left. The Titans use all their timeouts to stop Jacksonville. They get the ball back with 325 left and no timeouts. They need to move it downfield. What do they do? They call a run 
on first down. They get four yards, 40 seconds, 25, something, a lot of time runs off the clock before their next play. Why are you calling a run when you're down two touchdowns with three minutes and 25 seconds left and no timeouts? Do you guys remember, do you guys remember when Deion Lewis used to like be a good, useful player? Yeah, New England. Right. It, it, it really sucks that he's turned into this invisible guy. And I would like to, um, yeah. Derrick Henry has more targets in the passing game than Deion Lewis this year. He, Derrick Henry dropped a screen that would have gone for a touchdown if he catches it. And it's almost like, why is that not Deion Lewis being, like, Deion Lewis is not dropping that pass. Why are you not using Deion Lewis in that situation? Sean, and why weren't the they calling more screens? Sean, and the things, the thing to be concerned about, Derrick Henry dropping a pass in that offense is pretty close to the bottom. I mean, well, yes, well, it was it's, egregious, but at the end of the day, there are a lot of other things that need to be fixed, starting with the offensive line. But I think play. it's representative of the larger problem, which is Mariota's not good. The offensive line was not good. Uh, the, rece- yeah. the running backs weren't good, but they're in a bad offense. And I don't By the think way, you could swap out a lot of the personnel, and I still don't think you're going to see a good offense. I'm with that. By the way, I would like to point out and applaud – uh, DeFilippo and or Doug, Mar- Doug Marone. I said, I'm going to say Doug, Doug Mariota. <laughs> what, is, what is going on with the pronunciation? I know. Doug, Doug Mariota. I'm, I'm in my head now. I've done it's it my uh, French pronunciation of Doug's name. But DeFilippo and Marone for going for it on fourth down at the four yard line up 20 to seven with what four less than four minutes to go. I know Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are a little confused at first, but the thinking is it's a 13 point game. If you score there, touchdown, the game's over. If you kick a field goal, you can still score twice with eight point, uh, two point conversions and tie it. And if you don't get it, which they did in the Jaguars, the uh, Titans have to go 96 yards. And guess what? The Titans suck. So I, I <laughs> applaud that move. I had no issue with it. I was for it before they even call the play. Hey, yeah, uh, really, in, the, really quick in their first play, can I just add a little, little? Can I add a little something onto the Arthur Smith thing before we get out of here? I was just looking at his bio. Or Arthur go, Smith. Oh, go heels. No, go heels.com. Oh, get out of here. No, he says his, uh, Favorite former player, favorite former UNC player is Will Chapman, who you guys probably don't know, but I know Chapman. I went to school with Chapman. And, well, uh, actually. No, no, no. So <laughs> one time, one time uh, we all went over to uh, the State Carolina Was game. that at your private academy that cost $500,000 a year? Uh, no, no, I know Chapman because I was at State at the same time he was at Carolina. And uh, he went to VES with my buddy Zeke. And so we go over and State beats Carolina. And we go to the uh, the Phi Gam house for this like late night party after the, after the game. And Zeke walks up to Chapman and he goes, well, Chapman. I guess you got your ass kicked today. And Chapman, Chapman picks up Zeke by the, like, the scruff of his neck and pins him up against the wall in front of an entire fraternity house of people. It was really entertaining. You guys don't seem to like it as much. Okay. Moving along. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been dying until that story for five minutes too. I didn't, yeah. you did. <laughs> hey, so breach. Um, let's talk about the Jaguars. It would be, it's disrespectful to the Jaguars who won 20 to seven. It's, it's, it's like acting like, Leonard Fournette. It's as disrespectful for the Jaguars as as acting like Leonard Fournette had a good game because he rushed for 66 yards. Breach, you mentioned that the Jags could be the favorites to win the division. I'm intrigued by that because watching this team and that defensive line, if they can talk Jalen Ramsey into staying and Gardner Minshew can play the way he's played the last three weeks, I think they can win the division. All right. Here's all I'm saying is that I should go into politics because I have flip-flopped on this more than anyone. <laughs> After Nick Foles got injured in week one, you guys were like – because I, I picked the Jags to win the division. You're like, you sticking with it? And I said, I am not turning my back on a team after one week. After week two, you guys said, are you sticking with it? And I said, I'm out. I'm done. There's no way they can win it. Now we're back in week three with two full games of Garden Minshew, and I am completely on the Jags bandwagon. You look at the AFC South, it's a total disaster. And here's what we saw – 
Last week in his first start, they probably should have beaten the Texans. If they had a little bit better play calling, they win that game. And that's probably the best team in the division. They come out and they kick the crap out of the Titans. So now you've just played two really good teams in your division and arguably played better in both games. And if Garden Mitchell can keep this up, I mean, I would think they're the front runner and you somehow send Gardner into Jalen Ramsey's house tonight and say, look, man, I'll shave my mustache. You can keep the hair if you stay on this team. Because I think if they keep Ramsey, they're definitely contender. If they lose him, it hurts a lot. Uh, but if they keep that team together, man, that the AFC South is just so out of whack and, and kind of weak that there's no reason. They're only going to be one game out of first at worst, assuming that the Texans and Colts both win, but they might not win on Sunday. Jalen doesn't want to be there. But what if winning cures everything, Ryan? Winning cures everything. Well, they beat a team that doesn't have an offensive line, so I don't know how much farther that can go. Look, Gardner Minshew. The Mitchell Texans did play don't well. have an offensive line. Gardner Minshew did play well. I will give him that. Um, he made a lot of underneath throws. He had a lot of wide open looks, which I credit Filippo for, and and wonder what the hell the Titans were doing defensively. But he also made a lot of tough passes down the field that were caught. DJ Shark finally decided to catch the ball. I think Chris Conley had one good catch. So, yeah, there are reasons for optimism, but I do wonder what happens if, if Jalen hits the bricks. Well, yeah, I, would I, think- say, I would say this about Ramsey, too, or about uh, Minshew, too. Like, this is not an unusual – it is a very unusual team, but it's not a totally unusual situation for him. He played in, like, five colleges. He also came to Washington State after, a, like, they, their quarterback died. And he, and he stepped in, I believe, right? And that the, that's the situation. I mean, like he, he was going to be Nick Saban's like, graduate assistant and he left Alabama and went because Mike Leach came and was like, Hey man, come on, come on here. And, uh, he went and played really well. And, um, so like he's used to kind of popping into these spots that are not, not typical. As for Ramsey, he's under contract through 2020. Tell him you'll trade, be like, look, dude, ball out. We'll trade you in the off season. Like just stick around and be a great yeah, get hurt though. And then what? He's a planet. Please, people still trade for him. Like, ball out, play for Doug Marone, grow up, be an adult, and play on your team. Let's win football games. I don't think Tom Coughlin will do that, though, because this Tom Coughlin is like that old school guy who's going to hate the idea of, quote, a locker room distraction. I mean, he's the guy who got the Jaguars front office job, and the first thing he did was take away the ping pong table because he thought that was a distraction. So I just don't think he's going to be okay with this That's the devil's game, Sean. <laughs> I just don't think he's going to be happy with Jalen Ramsey being there and knowing that Jalen Ramsey hates the front office and wants to get out. And so, I already, so if is that maybe Tom Coughlin. And maybe Tom Coughlin's a distraction. That's the irony. <laughs> that is the irony. And honestly, if if the Jaguars owner came out and said, you know, it's a team sport, they got to do its best for the team. They should probably. The best thing for the team is probably keep, keeping Jalen Ramsey and saying goodbye to whoever in the front office pissed him off because I don't think you want to give away 24-year-old superstar cornerbacks in their prime. Trade Tom Coughlin to the Giants. Give Eli uh, Manning his job back. All right, uh, we're gonna take a quick break, and then when we come back, I have a couple more. I have one more question about Mike Leach, and we have a couple uh, sound bites to hit, including why Jalen Ramsey might not be traded. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. 
All right, so worth noting when we do this Jalen Ramsey thing, and I had to take a break. I told Debo we might go longer. He's like, God, why this guy won't shut up? Um, why are we going J- long? We're not going long. Oh, you just said that. It's longer than like 17 minutes. Um, <laughs> Shot Khan. By the way, I should have mentioned too, the Picks podcast is separate now. We didn't want y'all to deal with 100 and we're like 90 minutes. 100, it's already 90 minutes. We don't want you to deal with 142 minutes of podcast on a Friday. So we do Thursday night recap separate. Uh, that way, if, you know, this game a little different, but if something big happens, we can kind of let that breathe. And then you can check out the picks pod if you don't want to listen to the Thursday night recap because you saw it all. Uh, but Shad Khan, also a delightfully mustachioed gentleman, was on the field pregame with Andrew Siciliano of NFL Network and was asked about trading Jalen Ramsey, and here's what he had to say. And we're joined now and happy to be joined by the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguar. Of course, I couldn't. I did have it set up right. Uh, you know, I am very sensitive to individual needs, but, you know, we have to do the right thing for the team. And the right thing for the team, Doug Marone says, is have him on the field this evening. He says he wants to play. Jalen Ramsey says he has nothing against the fans here in Jacksonville. He loves the fans. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, anyway, basically, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking it was a quick follow up. I thought he was going to say the right thing is. I didn't do, but. Uh, and they just kept talking. I hate people. I cannot stand people like who do interviews and just keep talking and keep going on asking a question instead of just like asking a quick question and letting somebody else answer and giving the proper response. Isn't that so annoying, Sean? Because sometimes what happens is. There are no words. There's no a chance, so there's a chance Jalen Ramsey is dealt on Friday. And it's a chance that we look stupid and stale for talking about it as if he wasn't going to be dealt. I kind of feel like he might stay. I, I, I don't think they're going to trade him unless they get two first. I well, think JLC said that I he didn't think he'd be traded on Friday, but he said almost certainly before the trade deadline, which is after the Tuesday after week eight, I believe. Can they? Yeah, not- it's October 29th. And so. And and the thing about that is, let's say they win their next two games. They play the Broncos, Panthers. All of a sudden, you're three and two. You're hanging on to Jalen, and so it's like if you're if you guys start going uh, down in the cellar and, and start sucking, and and maybe the Jags don't want any more games, and they're one and four at the trade deadline. Then yeah, they're definitely going to deal them. But if they go on a little run and win the next two or three games, I think they they're going to try and hold on to them. I mean, they're one and two. They're going to have a positive. They're going to be a negative two point differential. They didn't look good in week one, and they lost their quarterback against the Chiefs, who were one of the four or five best teams in football, if not the two best teams in football. And they should have beaten the Texans with a rookie six-round pick, and they did beat the Titans with a rookie six-round pick. And he looks like he can play. And as bad as Tennessee was on offense, I actually think Tennessee's defense is pretty good. And they challenged it. They challenged those guys down the field, and what is a very good secondary, and they didn't run very well. Um, Should we? (laughs) I mean, they did. Well, I mean, can, we, can, can we, before we move on from yeah. that comment, I just want to note, for anyone who didn't watch the game, you're going to look at this the box score and see 66 rushing yards on 15 carries for Leonard Fournette. This is how bad Leonard Fournette was playing. He was about to make history, and I was ready to like write a post about how bad his performance was on Thursday night. As, a Mahomes, fourth, as a Mahomes stand, you were like, you could see it. This is right my wheelhouse. Sean's, Sean's, like, Sean's like ripping off his shirt, tweeting about Leonard Fournette and how bad he's playing. So hey, in Christopher Mahomes, ah! In the fourth quarter, at one point, Leonard Fournette had negative eight yards on 11 carries. And NFL history 
there have been 18 instances of a player getting t- at least 10 carries in a game and finishing with negative yards, and the record is negative 19 yards. So I was sitting there hoping that he was going to make NFL history with another big loss, and then he rips off a 69-yard run um, and pretty much ruins my hopes and dreams. Anyways. Uh, here, here is his uh, here's his list of carries for Leonard Fournette, 15 of them. Scott Barrett uh, of PFF put him out there, and this is, this is a great tweet. Negative seven, negative five, negative four, negative three, <laughs> zero, 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 two, two, three, four, five, sixty nine. <laughs> I almost said F. Oh my God. What the heck, man? That's insane. That's a bad day at the office for Leonard Burnett. Hey, um, um, can I mention something? Talking no. about uh, the future of Jalen Ramsey and where he may play. So what do you guys think about this? The, the next four games at Denver, at Carolina, home for New Orleans, at Cincinnati. Are you, so suge- are you suggesting that they could potentially win those games? I'm I'm wondering. I mean, you love the Broncos, so the Broncos will beat them by 50 points, I would imagine. The Panthers, <laughs> you. Well, I'm just laughing because Sean said this like two minutes ago. Oh, he, t- he went through the schedule? <laughs> I didn't say it, but someone said it. Bridget, yeah, right? I said it, oh, Brian. I didn't, I didn't go through the schedule. I just said they played the Broncos and then said they could re- run off three wins in a row. Okay, possibly. yeah. I didn't think you went through the rest of it. Okay. No, I, I, didn't four... go, I, didn't, I didn't go through the rest. It's good. Right, sorry, but the... sorry. Well, wait a second, Breach. Do you remember that time that I, I knew that guy that played Carolina and then Zeke got picked up? <laughs> That's but, but to Wilson's point, to Wilson's point, they could be playing Kyle Allen in the Panthers two weeks, Teddy Bridgewater in the Saints. Sam Darnold might not be back from mono by the end of October. Okay. Ryan, Ryan Finley. They could be playing. It could be they could get Joe Flacco, Kyle Allen, um, Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Finley after Andy Dalton's benched. Uh, Luke Falk, and then Deshaun Watson, who would not stand up against that defensive line. I guess. In London. How's Deshaun going to get there? He can't bust the London. Ooh. So the Houston think- game is after the, after the trade deadline. So up to the Jets game, they would have to determine what they're going to do with Jalen. That said, it's, and I agree completely, and I, and I land somewhere in the middle, I think, between Wilson and Brinson and Breach. I don't think they're the favorites in the South, but I think there's a very real possibility to win the division. The problem is, is that, from Jalen Ramsey's perspective, this isn't, you know, a Minka Fitzpatrick situation where he just wants out because he thinks the team sucks. He wants out because he very clearly has personal problems with people in that front office. So while the Jaguars might want to keep him, I don't think winning is going to be what magically cures his situation for what from Jalen Ramsey's He will find tonight on Thursday. Yeah, really- he's, he'll keep playing, but the question is, does Tom Coughlin want to have this locker room distraction? And uh, it I doesn't seem it, like he's cared about any distractions for the past two years. Leonard Fournette's jumping it's, off the bench and it's, fighting it's, people last year. It, it's He's different when Jalen Ramsey does an interview and he directly says, I have problems with the front office. They were disrespectful towards me, and that's why I asked for a trade. Like, I could see Tom Coughlin drawing the line of that. I actually feel like the front office might have, like, Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone might have been like, and Doug, Doug, uh, David Caldwell might have been like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to tell him no. And we're gonna like like get him pumped up. He's gonna be so motivated to go out there. They're like it backfired on him. Ah, Jalen's actually he doesn't like that. All right, turns out he. I just think if they can go if they can go four and one in their next uh, five games, which is not out of the question at all. Hey, let me ask though: Are we at all concerned that Gardner's gonna regress? No. He's only going to get better, Ryan. And you know what? I'm so confident he's gonna get better. I'm gonna grow a mustache until the Jags lose. I, that's right. why I'm literally doing that. You already have a mustache. What are you doing? Don't steal my bit. No. You what? Then we'll have, make it a contest. We'll make it also, all of us. None of us. There's, there's a very Sean, real chance. A there's a very real chance that the Jaguars just lose their next game too. So it's really not <laughs> that bold of a bet, you guys. You, you guys are picking a one and two team the next time they lose. That's going to be like next week or two weeks. Have the Broncos gotten a sack yet? No. 
I bet they but, I mean, there's not even any fear there they'll get after Gardner. I right. believe, by the way, the Jaguars had not had a sack until this game, and they had nine good tonight. Lord. They went off. <laughs> the defense came out hot, man. They look good. Um, for the Titans, their upcoming schedule um, is at Falcons, Bills, at Broncos, Chargers. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Done. Season over. Here's the good news is that Mike Rabel won't have to cut off his penis. <laughs> oh god what do you say for the playoffs uh, the super bowl <laughs> oh lord yeah remember yeah that's right um over under on when we see Tannehill. uh september 29th in 10 now <laughs> but it's the offensive line i believe more than Mariota, and you could argue arthur smith yeah uh he's still I, paying this guy 20.9 i have two we i'm told we have five minutes we should get out in five minutes but that's fine thank uh, you Debo. you like 10 minutes that's fine uh two questions one if Gardner Minshew leads the Jaguars to the playoffs, and Luke Falk is half decent for the Jets. Should someone hire Mike Leach in the NFL? Does he want to go to the NFL? I would guess no. I think he would take the job, but I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what job it is. He does not suffer fools well, and I feel like he has the run of the place. And he people say stupid stuff to him, and he just it's awesome to listen to as a as a viewer or someone in the media. But I don't know if he'd want to be restrained like that. He wouldn't fit well with like a Steelers culture or a Giants culture. But I kind of feel like the guy, the guy I kind of thought of, like if this goes south for the Panthers, why would David Tepper not do that? David Tepper's an out, like a crazy rich outside the box hedge fund guy. Why would he not hire Mike Leach? He's a successful. He can try. I don't know if Leach would be interested. Yeah. You think Leach is going to run an offense with Cam Newton? He'd have to get rid of Cam and find someone else. If Uh, things go south though, they'd be drafting a quarterback. And I think Leach would be a good guy to have, you know, you would want to mold that rookie in his system right away. And it's a quarterback friendly system, obviously. Why don't you, why don't you you draft Justin Herbert and uh, sign Marcus Mariota and plug him in Mike Leach's air raid system? Well, I was going to say, it's funny you mentioned the Panthers because I was looking at the teams and thinking of another team that Leach might be a fit with. And I thought of another NFC South team, the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. They've got a good quarterback, Matt Ryan. They've got a lot of weapons. Mike Leach could spread things out. That could be an interesting uh, combo. And Dan Quinn be on the hot seat if they don't do well this year, just like Uh Rivera. Speaking of Cam Newton and Ron Rivera, very quickly, just going to play this because we won't talk to you guys until Sunday night. Ron Rivera walked out of his press conference after David Newton of ESPN wouldn't stop asking him about uh, about Cam Newton. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, guys. I mean, let's talk. About- well, that backfired on me. Okay, anyway, he walked. <laughs> and, out. and we're thinking about giving this guy a soundboard. I mean, come on. Well, this is why I need a soundboard. Is it more is- more audio responsibilities? I mean, let's, I just stick, right? let's stick with hitting hitting record, and that's it. I don't hit record. Debo's recording. Don't be a little a-hole to me. Uh, I saved you on Twitter tonight. I came to your defense. That's right. You, I think you might be my new internet dad after that display. Oh, whoa. Ryan, did you put him up for adoption? Wow. What a dagger for I disowned him. Ryan didn't even know it happened, so. I know. Ryan, Ryan, did you even see the tweet that I dropped on this guy? I took a nap, and the next thing I know, Sean dumps me. Tell him what happened. Tell him what happened, Sean. Um. All right, you want you want the story? The, yeah, the story the is short, that the short version, the short version, not your long version. Don't talk long. Sean's now, like, now, there's, now this is like putting me in the two minute drill. I'm like a rookie. I don't know the play calls. Like okay, uh, be the Gardner short version. Minshew, Sean, be Gardner Minshew. I went and transcribed Jalen Ramsey's interview uh, with Nate Burleson on Nate Burleson's podcast. I tweeted out the transcript of a, a screenshot of just like the notepad on on Mac. Five minutes later, a Twitter account. 
had saved my screenshot and pretty much tweeted the exact same thing I tweeted. Uh, Copy and pasted your tweet. I mean, like, no, no, the tweet's a a little bit different. No, he Um, took the image off of Sean's tweet. He took the exact image I tweeted and just like plugged in a generic words above it. Uh, And then I saw it because someone retweeted it and I replied being like, did you just, I was like, LOL, did you just take what I transcribed? And he didn't respond. I responded again being like, next time you can just hit retweet. It takes a lot less time. He, he, he like replied saying, oh, sorry, I didn't see it or whatever. And then Brinson comes in and absolutely drops the hammer within two minutes. The <laughs> I tweet is in. deleted. I and he's like, in. he's like <laughs> tagging me in every single tweet apologizing to me. I, I actually kind of felt bad by the end. No, he's, I, I came in and tweeted Ryan. I came in and tweeted at him and I said, at him and Nate Bros, I said, bro, you just straight stole that transcript from Sean Wagner put together from the podcast and acted like you listened and wrote it down. Have some goddamn dignity. <laughs> oh, say. Yeah, you can't say GD. Have some GD dignity. Sorry. And also, by the way, that kid was 12 years old. That's why I felt bad, because in every tweet he kept doing, he kept on, like, going back to everyone who was replying to him and being, like, tagging no. me in it. No, he replied. He goes, I took down the original and gave the transcript credit. Relax. I apologize for not doing so initially. I owned my mistake and issued his credit. I said, you know what you did. Come on. Be better. By the way, Brenton 100% <laughs> sent that tweet. Peacocking around his house, bragging to his wife. Herp stomped the 12-year-old. Way to go, Brenton. Uh, she's asleep. I, but I was peacocking. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm a little nice. Yeah. Um Okay. Who wants some? One more thing we got to cover, then we'll get out of here. Breach, you dove into Slack faster than I dive into a beer store when Tom Brady tweeted that he was sick and tired of the officials. Uh, first of all, Tom was right, except I thought he was kind of being sarcastic, but maybe he wasn't. I thought he was talking about the roughing the passer penalty, but all the holding penalties were apparently driving Tom Brady nuts. He said, enough is enough. He tweeted, and then the best part is, they stopped throwing flags at halftime because Tom Brady tweeted and, and Joe Buck and uh, Troy Aikman even acknowledged it, I believe. Yeah, dude, Tom Brady was the MVP of the game because he <laughs> he literally, what do you think, what kind of chaos do you think happened at halftime when NFL headquarters, the executive saw Tom Brady's tweet? Because like you said, Brenton, it was like, haha, is he kidding? We don't know when he sent out the first tweet. But then he sent out a second tweet and he's like, I'm turning off this trash because I don't want to watch penalty flags be thrown. Uh so what happened was in the first half, there were 10 penalties called, seven holding calls, because the NFL is saying we want to emphasize offensive holding. Tom Brady, right before halftime, says, I am not watching this junk anymore. I'm done. And then Joe Buck brings it up on the broadcast, as Brinson just said. And so, like I'm just saying, there must have been a mad scramble at halftime because the third quarter, zero penalties. And the whole second half, three penalties. So Tom Brady is my MVP of the game for uh, turning the stopping the craziness of the penalties. Can I ask you guys something about this? Why is the NFL emphasizing holding? Because I understand, you know, the lowering the helmet, you know, it's all in player safety's name, even if people don't like those flags, the roughing penalties, it's all about protecting quarterbacks. Like I get that. Even if you don't agree with it, you can understand the logic. What is the logic for them wanting to call holding, which is a penalty that most people watching live, unless it's really egregious, can't even tell if it's holding or not. Why would they want to increase the number of those ambiguous penalties that also result in fewer points scored? I saw some stat about how all the overs aren't hitting, and a a big reason for that, a lot of people think, is because there's so many holding penalties. So bet the under? Pretty much. I I wish I had had known that before I took Chiefs Ravens. I I got two fun facts from that game. Real quick, 
Number one, Marcus Mariota has thrown more touchdown passes to his offensive linemen this year than his wide receivers. Mm. That is from our new NFL writer, Jordan Dejani. See, it is a confirmed fact. That's how you do a fun fact. God. Guys, you, you guys keep on dunking on me for that. I haven't even attempted a fun fact in like weeks, man. So, you know, get You've off. Never had that. a fun fact. Fun What's fact number week? two. If you lost your mind on Monday night, you were like, fun fact. Here's a piece of trivia. We're like, what are you talking <laughs> That was breach. Don't pin that stuff on me. Wait a minute. No, go back to the tape. That was, I, Sean, I caught Bruce Sean, on that. We don't have time for this. John has another fun fact. Fun fact number two, the Titans, Titans offense was so bad. They did something that w- did, no other team did last season. They had the ball 35 or more minutes of possession and scored seven or fewer points. Not one team did that in 2018. That's how trash filled the Titans offense was. All right. We fun got, fact, Sean. We got, <laughs> this isn't a fun fact, but we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't do this to Ryan. He's been sitting there for 20 minutes, dying to talk about the goal he scored tonight oh, in his please. old man's soccer league. <laughs> no, we we have to do we this. Have to do this is cruel to do to Diva. I mean, we're gonna deny this guy scoring a goal. I mean, this is like Mariota throwing a touchdown pass to a wide receiver. Like, like take us through the goal. What happened? So does Sean? Does Ryan have more soccer goals tonight than Mariota has passing touchdowns to wide receivers this season? Is that right? I believe right. that is a fun fact. Oh, God, we're all on a roll. That's a hey. fun fact. Playing a soccer league, scored a goal. That's what happens. How did, on a torn ACL, man. On a torn ACL. It's 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 fixed now. But yes, I was tore. It like a tap in, or did yeah. you? I juked did like three people. Oh, post, beat the goalie. Oh. Done and done. How'd you celebrate? I just got up, walked back like I've been like I've been there. Uh, act like you've been the Steve Largent. All right. That's right, the Steve Largent. That's just a fact. It's not fun, nor is it sad. All righty. Anything else you guys want to add? I, Look, it's a good thing we split out these podcasts because we, we're squeezing this, squeezing 33 minutes out of a, out of a Titans Jacks. We got fun facts, Sean. This podcast had more minutes than the game had points. <laughs> and I, I was just going to say, if we got 30 minutes out of this game, which is going to be up there with like probably one of the worst Thursday night games of the year, we're probably going to go 30 minutes for every single Thursday night game. Uh, so, Debo just sent me a message in my ear. He said, that's not a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> so are we all growing mustaches until the Jaguars lose? Sean, is that what you read on? I mean, here's the thing. Is I grow... a fun fact. Sean can't grow a mustache. <laughs> can I? I can grow a mustache. It's just I'm not going to do it because it's going to be so thin and so wispy that it's going to look terrible. Uh, you can be in one of my Mexican soap my, It's going to kill my dating life. So oh, please. I'm going to decline. Sean, your, your personality killed your dating life. <laughs> you just got dumped on. <laughs> that's like a legitimate. I think that's the meanest thing anyone's actually said. In, that is a straight in, like, oh, in all that's, that's for all the Dalton jokes, man. That was, that was actually a dunk. Like <laughs> Every time you guys say dunk, they're not dunks. That was actually a dunk. I just got dunked on. I would like to call it. I want to call a technical foul on breach for still hanging onto the rim. <laughs> That's like Kobe Bryant on Yao Ming. That's what that was. Uh, That's okay. a good one to end on. Yeah. Uh, let's get out of here. Almost 40 minutes of that crap game. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Make sure to check out the Picks podcast. It's already in the feed. You can remember you can watch the Picks show on YouTube. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports. And keep those five-star reviews and ratings coming. You guys rule. We'll talk to you on Sunday night, Monday morning. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, everybody.